Jackson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win! They win! Now that's a steal by Murr, underneath the DJ, right there! Going up over Bell, Paul away! What's going on guys? Welcome back to another post-game recap here for the 2022-23 season. Another post-game loss recap for my LA Clippers. Before we get started, subscribe on the YouTube channel and also follow us on the podcast and follow my ass on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Uh, there's nothing else to say. One game on the schedule, a game that I really hope the Clippers would get back. We just got our asses kicked two games in a row, one to Phoenix and one to Oklahoma City. And we heard the good news today. Paul George was going to play. He got flown back from L.A. under the weather. You should have just taken your medicine and stayed home, brother, because you might as well didn't even play today. Came out and took a couple of shots and went back. I admire the effort, but the effort, if you're not going to be one of my teachers once told me if you were just cuz you're physically there doesn't mean you're always there. Just cuz your body's there and you're sitting in the class doesn't mean you're paying attention. And just cuz Paul George played tonight doesn't mean he might as well have not played. He didn't even like he didn't try very hard. But it wasn't just the Paul George thing. I'm going to get into that. By the way, shout out to everybody in the live, man. I see a lot of people in here tonight. I appreciate it. But I think where we got to go wrong is the start of the game again, right? Because the Clippers actually had some, it's the most frustrating thing is there were positives in this game. There were players that played their best games of the season tonight, and we lost by eight to a tanking team of kids who have starters I've never fucking heard of before Tuesday. You're embarrassing. You are embarrassing to start the season like this, to not understand the opportunity at hand. You got gifted an easy schedule by Adam Silver's pussy ass. And you wanted to come out and lay an egg like this. Like, people keep saying it's going to get better. Of course it's going to get better. Of course it can't get worse. Kawhi's going to be back. John Wall's going to have the minutes restriction lifted. But you got to understand, this is when there are still fresh bodies. You just had a summer to rest and recover. You are, there are going to be injuries. It's inevitable that there are going to be injuries. And if there are going to be injuries, you got to take advantage of when the team's healthy. Yeah, Kawhi's not healthy. John Wall's not healthy. You got to go out. You got to go out and go get a dub. But, yeah, it, it, just, it just doesn't... The intensity to start the game is appalling to me. Because you have just lost two games in a row. They always say championship teams, they don't lose two games in a row. Let alone three against weak-ass opposition. They, the Clippers came out and had no defensive intensity at all. Obviously, you're going to have Ivica Zubats in drop coverage. And we were actually doing some late switch action with SGA, where he was switching onto him late. But the problem was, the second Zubats or somebody needed help in that first quarter, 
the rotation, there was no rotation. Norman Powell got beat twice back door, just ball watching early in the game. Norman Powell, who had a decent game tonight, but he started out playing so badly that Ty Lue took him out at the eight and a half minute mark of the first quarter. Like, there are things you can't, sometimes your shots are just not going to fall. That's a thing. It happens in the game. But you can't, you can control your, your effort, you can control defense, you can control your focus on that end of the floor, and also taking care of the ball. And again, the Clippers are opening up a bakery by the into a dome at this rate. 19 turnovers to the 11 of the Thunder. 19. It's a joke. It's a joke. You can't be turning the ball over like that. And they it's like, is it not a point of emphasis? Of course it's a point of emphasis. And they still can't do it right. They still can't take care of the ball. But those backdoor cuts that Norman got beat off early in the game really pissed me off. And then re- when he comes out of the game, you put uh, Nico Batum in. Or no, it was Kennard. Kennard came in and was actually was better. But Reggie Jackson also to start the game. He was getting decent shots. He made a nice bounce pass to Ivica Zubac for the first bucket of the game. But the problem is... He was just all game two. This never helped. This never fixed, really. He had one steal. He had one steal where he got a a dunk out of it. But he was getting blown by left and right. We constantly had to overcompensate for him. And when the rotations aren't sharp, and the the guys just weren't communicating in the first quarter. You look at the effort. You can't just get beat off one player getting beat. There's a help defender, and you're getting... this, This is the NBA. You can't just get beat, someone rotates, and then one pass, they score. you got to at least make them make multiple passes, which we were doing when we were making our run in the second quarter, a little bit in the fourth quarter. But not even not in the fourth quarter, what am I saying? We did make it 103-102, though, in the fourth. That's the crazy part. But the second quarter was obviously the best one for the Clippers. They outscored the Thunder 36-19, and it was because they started making shots, and then the defense went from there. But to start the game... You're playing against a team that has SGA, Trey Mann, who was actually, he's played, he played very well in the two games. He hit four from seven from deep in this game. And the Thunder shot well from three, 17 for 38. They shot 45%. But part of it's because the Clipper defense, there's no attention to detail. And there's so many miscommunications. Like, you'd think these guys have never played together. And I get it. These, these lineups, they're not used to it. But the effort, the attention to detail, the focus, you guys got to be more sharp. Come on. You you just lost two games in a row. Like, where's the urgency? You don't care. Clearly, you don't seem to care. We've waved the white flag three games in a row. Three games in a row. We really went to Oklahoma City, and we're supposed to get two automatic wins, and we took two L's. The fans should be the only ones that think they're automatic wins. Actually, they shouldn't. But they should have that confidence in the team. The Clipper players need to take every game seriously. But they don't care about taking every game seriously. We're under 500, though, and we've lost three games in a row. I just think that this was such a golden opportunity to start the season in a positive way and get eight wins out of the first 10 games at least. And here we are having blown them. And, you know, Brandon Ingram is not playing on Sunday against the Pelicans. I'm sorry, this when the Pelicans come to town. But I doubt Kawhi Leonard and John Wall play. I think they'll probably play on against Houston on Monday, which I will be going to. But regardless, I don't know if Kawhi's going to play, especially with the knee discomfort or whatever. It's, it's, the game is they're not going to get easier. The games are absolutely not going to get easier. And there are going to be players that have more wear and tear and get injured. It's terrible. The effort level is pathetic to start the game. you got to at least, why don't you come out and try to hit a team in the mouth? 
We got the first we got the, the first punches thrown at us again today. For the third straight game, you come out and lay an egg in the first quarter. And Paul George wasn't aggressive enough at all in the first quarter and the whole game. Okay, he wasn't 100%. Yes, by the way, I see your comment, Gabriel Alvarado. I was, I was mad at him for getting sick. I'm not, you know, that doesn't change what I said tonight, though. If he was going to come and play, he should have shot 20 times at least, okay? Even if you don't have the energy to drive or post up, shoot the ball 20 times. But he didn't do that, so he might as well have stayed home. My point is he shouldn't have gotten sick, but it is what it is. Everyone gets sick, right? It's just unfortunate that it happened so early in the season. But, like, Paul George, the thing of why you can't make an excuse fully, though, for him is because he's done the same things early on this season when he has been healthy. And he's done it in the past at times when he has been healthy and he hasn't shot enough. So I don't even know how much of it is the sickness thing. Yeah, he didn't get to the basket as much, but he was still doing things that we've seen him do when he's not sick. Dribbling the ball too much at the top. How many times did he try to go in the mid post tonight? Maybe two. And Clipper players, when Kawhi Leonard and John Wall, I'm, I'm sorry, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are posting up in the mid post, we need somebody to flash high post. Um, middle, you know, high, low action. Do you guys not, did you guys not watch basketball before 2015? Like, come on. Where's the fundamentals on entry passes and how to get a guy the ball when someone's getting fronted in the post? You want to just go to isolations with these other players. It's really disappointing. They came out and whooped us in the first quarter. PG not shooting enough at all. Reggie was getting good looks and bricking. Norman Powell was so indecisive in the first quarter. He passed up a mid-range. He turned the ball over again on a bad bounce pass. And as I said, he got beaten back door twice got taken out of the game the help defense at the rim by everyone was just pathetic and reggie yes was getting beat every time terrence mann and zubats were the only ones giving a fuck per usual in that starting lineup and what i was really disappointed about was reggie was was kept in at the five minute mark you know the clippers were down 19 to 10 they took a timeout i thought that was when john wall would be introduced to the game but he wasn't it was reggie jackson staying in the game and I didn't like that. And he didn't do anything later in that first quarter. He didn't. I think it was the second quarter where he got going. And yeah, the Clippers just turned the ball over way too much. They had two illegal screens at the end of the first quarter. And it was funny because one of them was Batum trying to set, an, set a screen for Kennard. And the other one was Kennard trying to set a screen for Batum. And they both got called for offensive fouls. But luckily, John Wall, who's been spectacular... And he, you know, there were times you could say he over-dribbled a little bit tonight or he was going a little bit too fast when he could have slowed down and we didn't have numbers. But overall, he's the only player on the fucking team that gets to the basket with consistency and is constantly putting pressure on the officials and the defense. So John Wall, I just can't wait till that minutes restriction is lifted because he's much better on defense than Reggie. And at this point, he needs to start based off of quality alone. There's no fit argument. But then again... You want to wait till Kawhi comes back. So again, just Kawhi not being healthy is just really making this tough. But I think John Wall needs to start regardless at this point. He's just so much better. And defensively, this is why I said on Locked On Clippers that I don't like Norman Powell and Reggie Jackson starting or Norman Powell starting, period. I say we go big. But the problem is right now our bench is too small. So either Musa Diabate, who was in uniform tonight, starts getting minutes or we're going to get our we're going to have some problems until Kawhi gets back and plays every game or, or not every game but starts playing on his regular whatever he was scheduled to play. But anyway, John Wall got to the basket a couple times and Luke Kennard was actually decent again as well, I thought. He was 4 for 5 Luke Kennard. He only played 17 minutes. I honestly think he should have played more. 
uh, especially when Reggie Jackson's playing 37 minutes, Norman Powell's playing 31. But you know what? Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go back on that. Actually, they were playing better, so I don't blame Ty Lue for keeping him in the game. But second quarters when you saw the Clippers really come alive. And they went to their small ball unit, but I don't think it was just because of the small ball unit they came back because it was like so good or anything. I think we were just starting to make shots. You know, Norman Powell finally hit a three and he hit it in transition. And after Norman Powell hit that right corner three, it seemed like everything started to change. You know, Kennard came back and hit a three the other way, started getting some stops. And the thing is, it's a chain reaction. Basketball is all about momentum. When they started hitting threes, you get the defense set. You get guys clapping a little bit more engaged. You know, I saw Norman Powell, when he made his first three, he was like, all right, let's go, let's go. Even though he didn't really play that much defense the rest of the game, for a little stretch, he out there was getting some. He was out there getting some rebounds. The players were more engaged, and you slowly start started to see more pressure on the ball. You know, Zubats and PG came in, and they started frustrating SGA. Like we were doing a good job on him in the first half. He was getting blocked. We were doing well on that late switch, even blitzing him a bit. Zubats was hard hedging, and we created a couple turnovers. We were overall just putting more pressure on him and more pressure on the ball, and that's because we were starting to make shots. You know, Reggie got to the basket once, and then it started opening up for him. Finally, you started seeing him make his floater, him make his threes. So when Norman Powell and Reggie started getting going, it was a really good sign. And then John Wall continued to do his thing, put pressure on people, get to the basket. Nico Batum was playing well. Terrence was doing a really good job as the primary defender. Um, on SGA, the intensity was up, and the Clippers took a seven-point lead into halftime. Zoo was finishing well, guarding well, but PG, I started noticing one thing about him. He kept rejecting Zubats' screens. Why? Why rejecting Zubats' screens? I don't know why he wasn't trying to take that contact, and he, Lou Dort was doing a good job getting over them shits. But second half, Again, I don't understand. Like, how do you come out and not lock in for four quarters, like, after losing two games in a row to this team? I don't understand. You should have these teams circled as we got to get these wins because these are the wins that we're, we, we got to get to just... You don't know how you're going to play against the Nuggets. You don't know how you're going to play against the Warriors, the Celtics, the Bucks. These teams are going to be difficult. The Pelicans on Sunday is going to be difficult. These are the games where, while I'm not saying they weren't difficult, you got to go out there and take care of business. It's very clear the Clippers are bullshitting right now. On both ends of the floor, there's a lack of focus and seriousness on both ends of the floor. 19 turnovers after you just turned the ball over 19 fucking times on Tuesday to the same team. Where are you? Where's the taking care of the ball? Let's read them all up individually. They all deserve to be shouted out. Norman Powell, three of them. He's turning the ball over way too much. Zubats, one. He gets a pass for everything the way he's playing. Except for one thing. When he catches the ball down low on the roll, he needs to go up strong sometimes. I don't know why he's waiting so long and pivoting. It's letting the defenders recover. He needs to go up strong. That being said, he could be worried about going up strong because he gets hacked from behind and the refs don't call shit. So next time I'm sitting in earshot of the referees, I am going to scream at them about Zubats. I don't give a fuck if I get a warning. He gets brutalized by the, by the players on the other teams every fucking year and gets treated like a scrub. I'm tired of it. And by the way, what I say about Zoo when he gets 30 plus minutes, that's a double-double machine. Set his career high in rebounds again tonight. He's going to set that shit every single game as the season goes on the way this is going. 12 points and 18 boards, 4 for 9 shooting, 4 for 6 on the line. We should have gotten like 8 to 10 free throws. Zubats is doing great. But the third quarter, again, you know, we start out turning the ball over too much. We start out with two offensive fouls, both by Terrence Mann. Now, mind you, Terrence came right out of the game after that. But I don't really get mad at Terrence that much because he actually plays his ass off. 
He plays his ass off. And at stretches of the game today, he was doing good things. Getting to the basket, cutting, offensive rebounding. You know, he got one offensive rebound and put it back up and in. He shot five times and made three of those shots. The only shots he missed were were three-pointers. But he was plus eight in his minutes. So I really like Terrence Mann's ball pressure. And by the way, yeah, Terrence Mann can't be just like sacrificed and sitting on the bench because he's way too good at the point of attack defensively. Way too bad at the point, uh, too good at the point of attack. Rocco, I mean, he was okay. He had a three, one for two. He sh- those were all his shots, threes. He made it, and it was contested too. I didn't like the shot, but he made it. Played 15 minutes, was plus six, but he's still like, he doesn't get enough rebounds as that small ball five, and I thought that I didn't really notice him too much on rotations around the rim. I thought the third quarter, you know, the Clippers set it, came off, you know, set a bad tone, turned the ball over too much. Four straight turnovers to start, and OKC was just playing good ball. Like, they were starting to play good ball. Pokashevsky was making open threes. You know, Zubats had some really nice putback dunks. And Norman Powell really started to get going. You know, he was finishing at the rim, had a nice Euro step where he was going to his right and then finished with his left hand. And then I like that curl play. Because Paul George was calling it a lot where Zubats set the screen for Powell off the pass and he was getting to curl to his right. That's a good play if Norman Powell can make the right pass to Ivica Zubats if they throw two at him. But... If it's a Zuba, I'm sorry, Norman Powell. Yeah, he started to get going, but the defensive entity, defense. Oh my God, the defensive intensity was not sharp when Terrence went out. The, and by the way, when the Clippers start switching everything, those switches are not crisp. You know, if you're gonna switch, you got to take away the advantage of pick and roll. There's a split second when you switch in basketball that after the guy comes off the screen or comes off a set in the screen, he's free for a second. You got to be knowing you're gonna switch and stay attached. So many times we're switching and they're catching us out in that half a second because we're not on the same page. So many defensive miscommunications in the third quarter. There were times where we blitzed SGA. There were times where we didn't know we were blitzing. It was embarrassing. It was absolutely embarrassing. So it's just the the attention to detail is very disappointing. And Norman Powell and Reggie Jackson playing in the same lineup has got to stop. They're too small and at times... John Wall, Norman Powell, and Reggie Jackson were all playing together. So that's way too small. Absolutely way too small. And the Clippers got outscored 36-27 to in the third quarter, which is just too many points. 36 points. I mean, come on. It's just not good enough. Point blank. Kennard got beat back door, watching, ball watching late in the game. It's just our off-ball awareness is pathetic. You know, very pathetic. And again, we went to a little bit of zone, and I didn't really like the zone look very much. But two-point OKC lead heading into the fourth. We were still there, still had a chance. And again, same thing I was talking about, getting confused. Are we blitzing or are we not blitzing? You know, Norman Powell had a nice dunk baseline. John Wall had some nice dunks. And the Clips were down seven, and I thought it was getting away from us, but John Wall hit a big three to cut it down to four. Reggie was hitting floaters with Muscala and drop coverage. And after a Terrence Mann layup, it was 103 to 102. We were only down one point, and after that, we just fell apart. And the main person I think needs to be talked about, Paul George, man. How many minutes between each shot attempt? Like, you're not going to get yourself in rhythm. Let me tell you the amount of players that shot more than Paul George tonight. Reggie Jackson, Norman Powell, and John Wall shot the same amount of times. You're Paul fucking George, bro. I listened to you talk 10 feet away from me a couple weeks ago. Talk about how you're in the best shape of your life. You look great. You feel great. You're going to come out on a mission. All this stuff. 
I know you were sick. Bro, hoist them. Shoot threes. Chuck. Like, this is the most... I've said this before he got sick, so I don't want to just hear that he's only sick. You shot 12 times, dude. And you didn't try to fight for position, post position and try to get to the basket that much, and I'm giving him a pass because he was sick. But at least hoist them bitches up there. 12 shots? You know, when you only have one star and your star doesn't play well... It's hard to win unless you get really good performances from everyone else. And we did offensively, but defensively, not good enough. And again, it's the opposite of the other games. Like, you you're, you start out... I mean, the, the first couple of games, Clipper defense has been good. Offense has been shit. Now tonight, offense was better. Defense was shit. But they're all correlated. It's a it's a game of runs, and the Clippers are just not haven't been able to put together good runs. You can point that to whatever you want. Lack of continuity, different lineups, all this garbage... They're not getting the job done. Point blank, end of story. And that's there's a lack of urgency there to start the game. That's what really pisses me off. You go down 18 points in the first quarter. Yeah, you took a seven-point lead, but I just think that you could have had them buried if you came out with more intensity. I don't want to see Reggie Jackson and Norman Powell start another game together. I don't care about the confidence thing. They clearly just got confidence. So if anything, it's the perfect time to switch it up now because they got confidence individually hitting shots, but this, the fit is not good. You want to talk about fit? They're too small. So... Start Terrence Mann at the two, honestly. And Marcus, hopefully, 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 dear God, he's back next game because he's actually been decent on defense, too. Um, if it's a Zubas, though, he's really busting his ass. But the Clippers lose 118 to 110. They drop to two and three, missing golden opportunities. You can toss 60 wins down the drain. Um, hope my new target is 52 wins because I learned last night by doing my own research that only five teams in the history of the league have won the championship with below 52 wins. In, in the since there's been 80 plus games played so that does not count the shortened seasons those teams are the 77 blazers the 69 celtics with bill in his last year the 75 warriors the 78 bullets yeah a lot of late 70s teams i know and i think there was one more i forget who it was i could be wrong there may have been just four but the point is the clippers got to get 52 wins at least and it's going to look even tougher with just the Lack of availability from the players. Hopefully Kawhi and John Wall get healthy soon. Ty Lue needs to figure this the fuck out because I'm getting sick and tired of this. And I don't want to just keep on coming on here going crazy. You know, I don't want to go too crazy on Ty Lue. But by the way, it seems like we're going to need to play Musa Diabate, man. The small ball lineup is okay, but he leans into it a little too much. We're going to need some big men to play spot minutes a little bit. It's just not good enough right now, but let's read the lines. And by the way, when I talk about the defense being shit and the offense being good, a, a big reason I say is because is of runs. You turn the ball over 19 times. You can't win NBA games turning the ball over 15 plus times unless you force about the same amount of turnovers the other way. And you didn't. They had 11 turnovers. And again, they shot more than 10 plus shots than the Clippers. 82 shot attempts tonight for the Clippers. Guess what the number was on Tuesday? 83. And while they cut down the 110 field goal attempts from Tuesday for the Oklahoma City, they allowed 95, which is a total of 13 more shots than the Clippers and an eight-point difference in the score at the end. Effort plays, lack of concentration, and attention to detail. You guys are not playing with championship hunger, and I get it. You want to save your appetite? Get the fuck out of here, man. We're already off and running. Where is the change the culture, man? Let's go out and get 60 wins, but you know what? That's already done. But how about this? I don't know. We still don't have 23 losses yet, so an optimist can optimist. I can still believe we're going to get it, even though we're not going to get it. But until the fat lady sings and that means the 23rd loss, we can still do it. But I don't think we're going to do it. Any, I'm, I'm just transforming it to 52-plus wins and a top-three seed now. But let me read the lines. For the Thunder, 
Muscala had 12 minutes. He was one for three and had five points. We should have attacked him even more in pick and roll than we did. I don't even, that Jang guy, 13 minutes. Like, look how many no names they have and we're losing. You're embarrassing. You're embarrassing us all. Kenrick Williams. And especially all the talk they were doing before the season. Like, they weren't arrogant about it, but I thought they'd be a little more focused. And I was backing them up. Now you're making me look stupid. Kenrick Williams, 12 points off the bench, 5 for 8 from the field, and 2 for 4 from 3 in 26 minutes. He was really good. Darius Baisley actually had a good game tonight. 9 points and 9 rebounds and took advantage of our little tykes in that small ball lineup and got 3 offensive rebounds. 4 for 9 for him from the field in 22 minutes. And Pokashevsky was lighting us up from deep. There were a couple times we were not respecting his jump shot. 15 points for that twig, six rebounds. He's really ugly too, and we let him go off on us like that. Six for 11 from the field and three for five from deep. And then the starting lineup, Jerome Robinson Earl, 15 minutes, two for four from the field and five points. A. Wiggins, Andre Wiggins, whatever the fuck his name is. Andrew Wiggins is, no, Aaron Wiggins, I don't know. 11 points, six rebounds, three assists on four for seven shooting and three for six from deep. That's just way too good of a game for that dude. Trey Mann had 14 points on five for 12 shooting and four for seven from deep. And SGA, it felt like we did a better job on him, but 24 points, five rebounds, six assists. We did get him to turn the ball over three times. He was 10 for 23, but two for four from deep. SGA's on a tear to start the season. And then Lou Dort. He had a good game tonight, too. Way too good. 21 points on 9 for 15 shooting. Again, the Thunder shot 45% from 3. The Clippers. Let's start with the starters. Reggie. Actually, no, Terrence, because he played the least amount of minutes. 21 minutes for him, 6 points, 3 for 5 from the field. He did his part to me. Just could have done it with a little bit less offensive fouls. Norman. 31 minutes, he played his best game of the season. Finally had a good game, but his defensive intensity to start the game or lack of it all game, he needs to be much better. He's a cone right now on defense. He needs to step up or he should be a sixth man because that's a perfect place for a guy that doesn't want to play defense and is just instant offense. It's called the bench. You can come off of it and be a sixth man. 21 points for Norman on 9 for 15 shooting, so that's 60%. 2 for 7 from deep. Hopefully that sparks a good run of form for him because the Clippers need it badly if Kawhi Leonard's still going to be on you know, the infirmary list constantly. Zubats again, 12 and 18, just awesome. Four for nine from the field. What will we do without Avitsa Zubats? For all you guys that wanted him out of, trying to run him out of town, you can, uh, you know, kiss his ass right now because he's beasting for us, carrying our defense. Without Avitsa Zubats, we 0 and 5. Reggie Jackson finally got going. Hopefully that's something good going forward, but his defense is pathetic. Honestly, he should probably come off the bench because John Walls is way better than him at basketball. 18 points for him, four assists. He didn't turn the ball over though, so at least Reggie Jackson took care of the ball. Eight for 13 from the field and two for four from deep, but no free throw attempts. And then Paul George with 10 points. Yeah, it's just not going to get it done. You know, might as well just not play. Let other guys get more minutes because that was a joke. 10 points, seven rebounds. If he's going to play on Sunday, he needs to shoot 20 plus times. It's just ridiculous. 4 for 12, 0 for 4 from deep. Felt like an hour between each shot attempt. You're never going to get yourself in rhythm that way. You're the star, man. Come on. We need you to score. Nico Batum played 21 minutes. He had 7 points, 2 assists, 2 steals, a block, 3 turnovers, though. He could have taken the care of the ball a little better. Some moving screens. 3 for 4 from the field, though. I mean, I thought Nico was okay. I already talked about Rocco. John Wall, though. Actually, let's do Kennard first. By the way, Amir Coffey, only six minutes. I don't know if I agree with that. He was plus nine in those six minutes. And he just plays better defense than other guys. 
Luke Kennard, 10 points, 4 for 5 from the field and 2 for 3 from deep in 17 minutes. Played most of them in the, most of them in the first half. I thought he was solid again. I think he's actually been pretty good to start the season. And then John Wall. Another good performance. I just think sometimes he needs to relax. Plus seven again. Again, in the plus and the plus minus category. 17 points, four boards, and six assists. And he only turned the ball over one time. And that was when he was going too fast and stepped on the baseline. Six for 12. I'm not a huge fan of his threes, especially contested ones. I think he needs to avoid those. But in 21 minutes, he had 17 points, four rebounds, and six dimes. I mean, the guy's a beast. But... They're going to need more than that. And it's just like the start of the game, three straight games, is, is dug us in. So we know what we need to do is come out strong against Pelicans. But the Pelicans are a better team than the Thunder. They're playing better basketball. And it's a 12 o'clock game. So, phew, fuck me. We could be screwed and lose four games in a row. And I have no faith in this team to start out with intensity because they look unserious. But we'll see. I'm going to be working the Rams game against the 40 Miners anyway. So I'm going to have to watch it later. And then I'll go live on Sunday night. And then on Monday, you'll get a game day vlog against the Rockets. But thanks for joining me tonight, guys. Appreciate the Spotify and Apple podcast, people. I'll be on a little bit longer for the live chatters because there's 50 plus of you guys in here. It's great to see the Clippers contending and having big losses because that means big numbers in the chat. Fuck you guys, but it seems like a lot of you guys are actually pro Clippers, so I appreciate it. Let's go to the live subscribers waiting patiently in the chat. Um, As far as the audio people, I will not be live tomorrow. I don't even know if the Lakers are playing. I think they probably are, but I will not be live. I am going out of town for a bit. And then on Saturday, I won't be going live either. Next time you'll see me will be Sunday. All right, have a good night, everybody. Peace.